0: We suppress ourselves. We shape shift all in the name of serving a cluster B. How long do you do? Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. Well, I wanted to start off with kind of a, I guess, a bittersweet moment, maybe a a happy anniversary is in check for today, because as you're listening to this podcast, I am celebrating three years of producing my inner torch, and it has been a journey. If you listen back to my inaugural podcast back in 2020, believe it or not, you're going to hear me talk about the fact that I think that my wife of 21 years is borderline. I was convinced for many years prior to that, that she was borderline. And I really didn't understand the cluster B genre the way that I do now. And I always tell you that knowledge is definitely power. And the best thing you can do is arm yourself with as many books articles and bulletin boards but you have to be careful i will include a caveat because there's a lot of material out there about cluster bees there's a lot of articles there's a lot of bulletin boards there's a lot of people posting their pain and their their experiences and there are a lot of really great books but you have to discern as you read this material as you absorb this material as you watch things on youtube what really pertains to your circumstance and what you are willing to believe, what you're willing to accept about your cluster B. Remember, we are not armchair psychologists or psychiatrists. I'm not one either. We all have our opinions. And that's why when I hear people talking about you know using terms, my narc, my borderline, You know, I think she has borderline. I think he's a narcissist. You know, you don't know for sure. Certainly a lot of uh, behaviors that they exhibit might fall under the criteria, might fall into the spectrum. But I've always said, if you are being abused, if you're not being heard, if you're being neglected, then it doesn't matter. And that's how far I've come in the 36 months of producing these podcasts every single Friday. At 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, a new podcast is uploaded. And I have come a long, long, long way since I started this podcast. I wanted to read something from Maria Consiglio. You know that I think she's fantastic. I still have yet to follow her on Instagram. But she writes about relationships with narcissists primarily. But a lot of it can cross over to other cluster B genres because... They're all kind of similar in many ways, in many respects, in the behaviors that they exhibit. So she writes, people wonder why they feel so bad when they're in a relationship with a narcissist. It's not just a relationship that did not work out. It's a deception. It's knowing it was all a lie, that they never cared. And the things they did to you, they did without even a thought to how it would make you feel. It's the absolute lack of humanity that is so traumatizing. We just don't think people we love would even have the capacity to do these things. It's seeing the face of a devil in the face of people you loved. What's more traumatizing than that? Maria Consiglio. And she sums it up very well because so much of us, so many of us are in a world of hurt. So how long do you do? That's a question. We spend so much time suppressing ourselves of who we really are because who we might be may offend a narcissist, may hurt a borderline. I don't know what the answer is in that regard, but I do know that I've spent years over two decades, trying to impress my Cluster B wife. I've spent so many years shape-shifting, all in the name of serving her needs, not wanting to violate her ever-changing boundaries, not wanting to trigger her. So how long do we do this? I actually watched a video on YouTube where a man was talking about this, talking about how we spend so much time kind of meandering through these relationships. It's like my shoots and Ladders podcast that I did years ago. It's like the Emotional Sandcastles. I believe that was the second podcast that I did back in 2020. If you haven't had an opportunity, please listen to it because it makes sense. We spend so much time trying to resurrect these relationships. And then we just take whatever pleasure we can take out of it. The breadcrumbs, they call it breadcrumbing, the hoovering that the narcs and BPDs do. They bring us back into their orbit. When we want, when we start to have a consciousness, when we start to see who these people really are, then they shape, they shape shift. Then they bring back the mirage They reinvent themselves. They're like a chameleon. And we go, wow, okay, we're back on track. Everything is great. I find myself, even though I am completely out of the fog, I find myself on certain days going, hey, well, you know, this is not too bad. But I have to remind myself that for all the days that are not too bad, there are so many days that are incredibly bad. The days that I go to bed angry about this relationship, about this marriage, the the, the ignorance that my wife displays, the lack of caring, the, the fact that she thinks that everything's okay in her mind, although I think she's beginning to cotton on to the fact that maybe I'm not so subscribed to this relationship anymore, but she does nothing to try to make it any better. And folks, that's just not normal. If you're in a loving, compassionate relationship with somebody and things are not going well, both of you realize it and hopefully both of you communicate it. You don't change gears and try to do something different because what you're doing apparently is not working. And so now we're going to try another tactic to keep our cluster B happy. We are a wandering minstrel. We are... Perhaps the king's fool in trying to keep the king happy so that, or queen, so that they don't throw us in the dungeon, you know, and that's that emotional dungeon when we fail trying to make them happy, trying to do what we do, because we know that they do what they do and what they do is not for us. It's for them. We are a supply we are a source of energy to them and they will use us up. And as long as you keep replenishing that energy and you keep trying and you keep shape shifting and you keep trying a different tactic or you don't say anything because you want to keep the peace, I find myself becoming an expert censor, because I know by now over 21, almost 22 years, well, make it 22 years that I've been in a relationship with my wife that I know I can't really talk about certain things, because if I do, then I'm not going to get the desired effect. And again, censoring yourself is not a normal relationship. It's just not. If you have to walk on eggshells around these people, because if you say something that they don't want to hear or that triggers them, Then you incur the wrath. Then there goes your emotional sandcastle. It's washed away in a blink of an eye. The chutes and ladders. Now you hit a chute. Maybe tomorrow might be a ladder. It all depends. So these relationships are ruptured. They are dysfunctional, dysregulated, and disordered. And yet, for some reason, we continue to do what we do. And my question to myself and to you is why? Why do you do what you do? Why do you wake up each morning thinking, I can't talk about this, or I better not say that, or oh, shoot, now a minute, because I said something and it triggered them? Or you have to deal with them being triggered by something that you don't even know about. Dealing with their wrath, dealing with their behaviors, dealing with their deception. Wondering what's going on in their mind. Well, you'll never know because it's a disordered mind. It's not normal. It's not rational. You can't sit there and talk with them and say, hey, what's really bothering you? Because in many cases, they don't know. Remember, for them, it's survival in this emotional landscape we talked about vulnerability they they just can't be vulnerable to open yourself up to somebody and say this is what's bothering me without feeling that you're there's going to be reprisal you know that they're going to take revenge against you you know that's sad that we can't do that and when you can't do that with a cluster b So three years now, you've been on my journey. A lot of you have stayed for three years to listen how my journey plays out, how I see it through my lens. What do you see through yours? MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. I always appreciate hearing from you and I appreciate your listenership. Please do leave a review on whichever platform you happen to be listening to this podcast of My Inner Torch. It does help spread the word. It's all about algorithms. It's all about other people having access to this information, which may help bring them to a realization that the relationship they're in is far from normal. It is dysfunctional. And sometimes we have to hear it on a repetitive basis. And sometimes, like myself, you have to go through a journey of discovery And once you have that discovery, you can have some self-healing. And I wish that for you. New episodes uploaded each and every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Three years. Over 150 podcasts and counting. Our journey continues. Be well. And in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch.